y'all and welcome back to our podcast get into it i'm ambry and i'm jordan rice and today we're going to be talking about the american education system but k through 12 because one of us has never been to college and the other one is currently partaking in zoom university so <laughs> so we're going to talk about some of the institutional things but our personal experience is going to majority white schools yes so i can start um for context, me and Jordan didn't go to the same elementary school. We went to the same middle school, but we didn't know each other. And then in high school, that's when we um, got to know each other. So, yeah. Um, so, I'm from Mississippi. The soup. The soup. <laughs> the soup. And so, I, um, well, I, okay, I was from Mississippi, and then I moved to Alabama, and then I moved to Georgia. So, I didn't know you moved to Alabama. Or maybe mm-hmm. I did. I don't know. <laughs> So I I moved to Georgia at early middle school. Basically, where I've learned how to learn is in Georgia. I don't know if that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cause, okay. So, did they have a a, a, a gifted program? I, they, people call it different things. I've heard they're like the the gate program, which is like gifted and talented education. Everyone's gifted, and then there's um we called it focus in elementary school were you in one of those programs i was not <laughs> oh okay no. you weren't Mm-mm. but okay okay i'm asking because i remember i was i was tested for that in first grade and got in so basically um as I'm sure a lot of you know but we have some listeners from other countries so in america they do this thing where at a very early age they separate you into gifted and standard that's how that's what we called it here and which i have an issue with calling children labeling children as gifted and standard when none of us do like we were all like you said learning how to learn at that time so like there's really no distinction between gosh and they do that and so it's they separate you. They separate you. They have the gifted kids here and the standard kids here, and they put them in different classes with different teachers. And the gifted kids are supposed to learn at a faster pace and go deeper into the information than the kids in standard. And that's kind of the basis of like my education. So for since I was in first grade, I was separated from a large portion of like the student body. Mm-hmm. And because <laughs> that pesky little thing called institutionalized racism uh it just so happened that like i was one of four people of color and so not just black but people of color in that in those classes and i think as like the years went on we might have gained a little bit but in terms of elementary school it was just like you the only cookie in the jar like there's yeah. no there's just like white people right and I got some facts because I know I was like asking my mom, I was like, why, like, why aren't there more people of color? Because a lot of my friends and stuff are very into like friends of all races are like super intelligent and like this work isn't above them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, but that's the way they were marketing it. And even when I was being tested for gifted, they first wouldn't let me in because they said I wasn't creative enough, Mm. which is like. If anybody knows me, no, say I'm seriously. not good at math. Say I'm not good. Say I can't read. Like creative, like you. That's no. a lie. <laughs> that is a bullface lie. Like what? So my brother had taken the test in another county that we lived in, 
And so my parents went to meet the gifted teacher and she was like, yeah, she didn't pass this test and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, which test was it? And it was a different test than the one my brother took. And they're like, well, give her this test. And they were mm-hmm. like, well, no one that we've given that test passes it. So, I mean, like we can test her, but like, don't expect any. And then I passed it and I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I got up in there and it, w- and it wasn't nothing. <laughs> so no. I looked up why that is a thing like why there are disproportionately um less students of color and you know this these gifted programs and i learned that it's something that social scientists call racialized tracking um and racialized Mm -hmm. tracking is when students of color get sorted out of educational opportunities so in the long term they miss out on socioeconomic success ancestral side Right, like for real. And so they they purposefully do that because I've, I've never had a, an, an academic, I guess, class with you, but yeah. you took like a lot of APs in high school, did very well in them, scored great on your AP exams. Like there's no reason like you shouldn't have been in those classes. So it comes down to like one that, that pesky little thing called racism. Like, yeah, it, it was a weird thing. I think, again, my memories she's beyond hazy um but but, um when I was moving here um they instructed me to take the test to see if well moving here to go into middle school Mm -hmm. they instructed me to take the test to see if I'm going to be in whatever it's called focus whatever it is and I don't even remember what the test looked like I don't even remember taking it but what I do know is that I didn't (laughs) I barely didn't pass so I just went into standard um interestingly enough I had one class in that focus realm or whatever Mm -hmm. um and it was like a totally different world but at the same time it was the same thing you know like you see these kids in passing um but you're physically separated like at our middle school like there was a whole different hallway for kids in focus so you would just see them in passing you wouldn't sometimes you wouldn't have the same like lunch it it was just weird like it was a, a physical separation of children and when I went to the one class in the focus hallway, um, I there was something about the, I, I don't want to say vibe, because it sounds like I'm kind of, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing too much. But it, it was a different energy, classroom energy. Y- y'all felt like, I, I, I don't even know what I'm saying. I felt say like. It, okay. Did you feel like we thought we were better than you? It was. Yeah. I will say that some kids, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, were looking at me crazy because I you know, came yeah. from the standard hallway. So standard hallway, God, that sounds so terrible. Okay, okay let's just talk about it. Um, let's just talk about it. I personally have an issue with labeling a person as standard yeah. in general. Like, and then to go a step further, they assigned us those terms when we were in elementary school. Like, I was told that I was gifted in first grade. And because I'm gifted, my friend across the street who, like, I studied with all up until, like, they physically separated us into those different classes. Like, all of our classes were different. She was in standard. And it, it kind of, it's, like, we, she and I talked about it. And she was, like, it kind of, like, she's, like, I'm not smart enough to be in those classes. Like, you took those smart people classes and da 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 And I'm just, you know, in lowly standard. And I was sitting here. I'm, like, girl, we study together. Every, we study the same things. You yeah. help me out. I help you out. But it it does this thing to your mind where you feel like, well, I'm going to speak for my perspective being on that side. 
a lot of us were fed by our teachers, by the principals, and by the the titles of our classes that we are like superior to the people in the other hallway. And it just got worse when they separated us into different hallways. Yes. Like that's when it really That like, really doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't make I sense. didn't know any of them. You're you're forcing some type of elitism, right? You're mm-hmm, you're enforcing mm-hmm. this belief that you are in fact superior to these other people, like you were saying. And even if your intention wasn't to create it, you're going to create some superiority complexes. And the worst part about it is that you're setting up these kids to fail because when they go to high school and they have a choice in the matter, like what classes they want to take, mm -hmm, you're going to make them, you're, you're persuading them to make the wrong choice. And like, they don't feel like they're social, like they're mentally apt to like keep up in those. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which was kind of crazy because like going back to that racialized tracking thing like you said you're promote they're promoting elitism with the whole separation of classes and in that study it shows that there is an active agenda to keep students of color specifically black students out of those classes and that you you got we got to like really figure out why that's a thing well we know why it's a thing because they're trying to get these group of white kids to be at the the most uh, economically successful, have the better futures because that's what those programs do. Like I had a teacher in middle school, my eighth grade teacher, legit. I, what was that? It wasn't like a mile. Uh, it wasn't a milestone test, but it was a. Um, it was some like test that required that like determined who which school was going to get the funding. Oh gosh, the, um, and I don't. I don't yeah, but like she legit looked at us in that room full of kids and said, "We depend on y'all for this. We don't depend on the people down the hallway for it because they can't do it. You guys are the ones that are going to have futures and be successful and be hiring all these people and be the CEOs and be the innovators. Those kids are going to be working for you. They're not going to do anything. They're the ones that are going to be working at McDonald's and you sh- you should not be." I my face, like my face I, 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 she, she told a bunch of 13 year old kids that they are going to achieve more in life. Like they are just built to achieve more in life and that the people, their counterparts are nothing and that they should be working. Once she put down service industry workers, which like are the backbone of our society, Dude. <laughs> but like, that's what we were being fed this entire time. And so I can only imagine other people are being fed the opposite. It, I would say the encouragement was different um, when mm-hmm. I took that one class in focus. I feel like it, it, it was almost like you had to um, succeed. And what is, this is middle school, mind you. So really, what is success? Right. right? We're, we're, we're children. Um, and none of it counts. <laughs> Literally, when you go to high school, none of it counts. That was the part. Oh, I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're instilling this like this um this false narrative that if you fail, um, you're just going to be a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't remember that sentiment in my standard classes. Of that one class that felt like um the mantra and that wasn't that wasn't healthy and I, I was in one one class I can't imagine being in that um 
what is that called? That little, um, I don't know, being forced that, into those courses. That cult. Yeah. That <laughs> mental cult. That it was. I mean, yeah, like my two best friends now, I met in those classes. One is uh, black and one is uh, of Pakistani descent. And we always talked about like we never knew the the other the people that looked like us because we were just surrounded by the white people in those classes mm-hmm. and when we got to high school we didn't know anybody <laughs> like anybody of another race and like all these people have been making friendships for years and we're just sitting here mm-hmm. wor- we were sitting back worried about like if I don't get an A on this test mm-hmm. if I don't get an A on the report card I'm not going to be anything in life like I I've had a very unhealthy relationship with academic success and what that meant to me. Because you were instilled this really weird, um, mind-boggling, um, I don't, I, infuriating, so many adjectives. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Throw them all in ide- there. <laughs> ideology that you are, your worth is defined by GPA. Your worth is defined mm, by your academic mm-hmm. success. And that does translate to high school because when these people are taking a, um, IB courses, a, AP courses, they're working themselves to the bone. Like it, it, yeah. it's, and then, the, and then the worst part about it is that some people actually think that just because they're in an AP class or AB class that they are somehow better than somebody who's in a regular class or like, I don't know what it's called, honors, I don't know, any other class. And it's, it's, it's really, it's just wrong. It's wrong. And it's, but we're taught to do that. So you can't really get mad at the, at the kids at large. This is really something that we as a culture, I guess in America, I would say that we have been um, instilling in these kids and it's really gross because <laughs> it's not fair. Some people just are not academically, um, I guess, fit. I don't know. Some people just don't do well with academia or just learning copy paste, you know, type. The way they do it. Yeah. Because a lot of the people who have been placed in those honors or um, regular classes that I know, if they had been in the gifted program since like when they started us out, because that's basically just conditioning for the AP class, if you think about it, Mm -hmm. they would be fine. They would be, actually, they'd be more than fine. They'd be successful, like, excelling in those classes. But because you, when you hit middle school, it's like, if you weren't in this math class, you will never be able to take BC calculus when you're in high school because you just don't, you didn't learn the concepts. Mm. So it becomes less of you're not able to do it. It's more of we didn't give you the resources to do so. That's, ooh, that one. That one right there. And I got another statistic. (laughs) So... In a public school in America, black students make up 17% of the student population, but 53% of the students that are in remedial education are black, and that's from the Center for American Progress. And when I read that, I was like, that, no, <laughs> because it, it doesn't make sense. You're not going to be able to sit here and tell me that 53% of one group of people are not capable of doing complex of like complex thought yeah you're not going to do it so it might be the way that they present education because the education system has not changed since its conception in america and that's the worst part 
And to get a little bit more, like to zoom out a bit, I think that the, the way that we teach in America is also incredibly flawed. It's awful. Um, I had this reading I had to do for a class, and it's called Pedagogy of the Oppressed. One of the, one of the things that he was talking about is America has a banking system when it comes to education. Basically, the teachers are, are depositing um, the information, and we just, as students, we just take it. And there's no critical thinking and there's no comprehension skills because it's literally just you hear and you, you know, produce, right? It's not, it's not, um, it's not an engaging environment. And that's really what leaves us um, with people who just spit out, you know, um, um, the kind of oppressive um, talking points because that's all they know. I mean, let's think about it. We are taught to um, idolize people like Thomas Jefferson were taught to idolize these people who were incredibly flawed, who, who held on to oppressive thoughts, who held on to oppressive uh, systems. And we're taught embedded them mm -hmm. into the, yeah. And we're supposed to deify them. We're supposed to make them feel like gods in, you know, history and all sorts of things, but they're not, you know, they're flawed creatures or they're complex creatures. And we don't treat it like that. And we don't treat conversations um, as unnecessary in classrooms as much as I think they should be because when you're just when you're just listening to the teacher and you're writing down notes and you have an exam on that topic it really doesn't do anything it doesn't engage any part of your brain you're just kind of mm. listening so we are forced to have terrible critical thinking skills which just translates to us being kind of like docile um, to to the world around us because what when do we learn this when do we learn um the importance of understanding somebody's pronouns. Or when do we learn the importance of, of um, understanding your privilege? You know, it's not taught. That requires critical thought. It requires you thinking in depth about the world around you. We're, not, we're just not taught that. That's mad facts because one thing that I've been able to examine within myself and other people that weren't on the, the track that I was on, I guess, is that they have the ability to, isn't this a kicker? Think creatively. They have the ability to take very abstract thoughts and bridge them together to create something innovative, something useful, something, you know? Mm -hmm. And this, the gifted mentality that they gave us, that they fed us, to me, is just trying to condition us to be workers because we're just striving after that a it's um oh i don't want to make this an analogy um it's <laughs> i don't want to listen to me uh it's like an addiction mm -hmm. and like you 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 like do whatever you can do for the a i pu i pulled multiple like several all-nighters in middle school tough not i like and like all my friends were doing it and when my brother was in school all his friends were doing it like and it's just like you do whatever you can for for the A for the grade. I'm regurgitating information and I'm never like analyzing, mm -hmm. processing, like you said, giving critical thought to it. And like the people that were across the hallway, now they might not have been doing the calculus that I'm doing, but they can really logic reason themselves through. Like they can figure out like real world applications. They're very good at application, whereas we are really good with like numbers and and like maybe strategy, I guess. But there's there's just this lack of application because we're taught to value this the, the grade so much. We're taught to value the title, the valedictorian, like the status yeah. of it all, instead of trying to figure out 
ways to use the knowledge we have and apply it into a useful way in society. Yeah. And if we'd never address that, if we never change it, we're just going to end up being just, <laughs> just mindlessly going through life and not being able to literally think critically about anything. Just docile human beings. And it's, it serves a purpose if you really think about it. Like it's the reason why our education is this way is so that nobody is taught to think. We're just taught Mm. to um, reapply what we're told, which is the language of oppression. If you didn't know that, (laughs) like that's you not allowing your citizens to, um, learn and think about the world at large rather than you know kind of keeping it um, very linear of a thought mm-hmm. it's it's oppressive it's sad and then that paired with your conditioning 53 percent of the black population they were built in an inferior way that they cannot think critically that they cannot have constructive conversation that they that they're just physically and unable to do so mm-hmm. and i come because I, I remember i just like being really selfish about it and i was like i don't know any black people all my friends know the black people because they have the, the they're in the standard classes and they just really separate us and da 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 and now there's nothing to talk about because there's always this difference between i felt like the people across the hall didn't want to talk to me mm. And they felt like I didn't want to talk to them. And so being black in that situation, it was like just another way to like separate me from like other people that could share that experience. But then it's also not bridging. We're not bridging different perspectives because we're only thinking that we have this way and they only you know, we're not welcoming. So indicative of America. Yeah, we're not welcoming conversations. Like I can't even. It's just so, tr- I can't recall anything of use from high school or middle school. Like, not a, not a darn thing. And people were it like, was oh, a waste of time. It was a waste of time. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, you need to learn how to, how to uh, be good at school, or whatever. You need to learn how to um, challenge yourself academically. Okay. But that can't be the, that can't be the majority of my learning, you know, mm-hmm. in adolescent years. That's not fair to me because you're setting me up to go to college in which I have like lectures now in which I have to engage in conversations with people that I've never had to do before you know mm-hmm. I it just I mean I don't know I don't know how many weeks I've been in college maybe six at this point I've already discussed like how gender is a social construct we've already discussed how race literally makes no sense in its definition right how it's always ever-changing and I that's and it's something that's obviously a part of our world that we have should have addressed at some point, you know, in adolescent years. Um, but we, we weren't. We weren't taught it. We weren't taught to analyze something that is so very obvious and we're obviously going to come in contact with. It was it was a hard adjustment, truly, having to actually engage my professor and and talk and think critically about things because I, I genuinely didn't know how to do it. You don't think that high school, K-12 public school blah, blah blah prepared you for university I think they taught me how to study kind of um <laughs> a little bit a little bit because again you could finesse but it taught me how to that's a good thing it taught me how to be a finesser <laughs> that that part but yeah it taught me it taught me how to study 
but it didn't teach me how to learn like the, a way that Ooh. is actually um that's fulfilling that makes education not seem like a chore I wasn't taught that I was taught to uh receive whatever my teacher is transmitting and then you know do whatever I needed to do with that and then it's gone it's out of my brain but now in college I have to apply these things I'm learning things that I can apply um or at least how to um understand the concept on the on the on a world scale right mm. and that's that's a uh, injustice <laughs> from K Tell. What do you wish you would have experienced or gained in K through twelve? Okay, um, I wish I could have learned how diverse perspectives were um, mm. in K through twelve. And I w- wish there was an environment in which those perspectives were welcomed and nourished. And if they were so, uh, coming from a place of ignorance, they could be ironed out and educated. We, I, I wasn't in that environment. I felt like um, if we had any background knowledge, if we had any um, experience that wasn't welcome in conversations, if we had conversations that applied to the real world, um, it, it was a very limiting environment and learning was such a chore and such a hard and heavy topic when it could just just have been an an engaging conversation with the teacher and so that's Mm. my answer I guess I'm gonna throw it back to you what do you wish you learned through KC throw well all of what you just said (laughs) um but real world Mm. skills um because I know not everyone knows what they want to do by the time they're in college or even when they graduate college, they don't know what they want to do with their life. But like, I've always been like, Oh, I wish there was like a specialized track for, cause I already knew what I wanted to do. I knew what I wanted to do in elementary school <laughs> and it's never changed. And I was like, I wish there was a specialized track when you got to a place that they could, you could take classes that really would benefit you in your field or, um, honestly, just as a person, because there's yeah. no, it makes no sense as to why, a lot of people don't know how to hold a conversation. Right? It's actually so so insane. Like, it makes no sense as to why people don't know how to do their taxes, how people don't know how to set up a 401k, how to set up their finances, how to buy a house, how to to actually accumulate wealth, which is, I know they're not going to teach us that because that's how we can keep the one percenters Mm -hmm. being them and the rest of us owning less than 10% of the wealth yeah that's how they keep it that way but it's just so it's, it's embarrassingly obvious like it's to the point where you you clearly can see that discrepancy <laughs> between what we're learning and how it's beneficial to the real world and who really benefits from us being as uneducated as we are about the real world and despite all of us knowing that we still participate and perpetuate what keeps us poor and what gets them rich like my teacher telling us that we're the only people that are going to be anything in life. Like, you know, that's not true. Or you should know that's not true yeah. based on the fabric of society and the way that we mold children to being workers. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I, that's, I, that's one of the things I really wished would be more embedded into the school system. Cause like, I understand like, I like, l- 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 let me not, be misconstrued i want my doctors to know chemistry (laughs) i want you know the pilots to know engineering and all that stuff but 
I also want to know how to have stable relationships. I also want to know how to take care of my mental health and identify mental issues within other people. Yeah. I also want to know those things. And I feel like there should be like a, a sort of marriage between the two because yeah. we, as a society, we have issues. <laughs> I would love to learn about race. I would love to learn about gender studies. I don't know why that's so <laughs> dedicated to like college. That's so cool of a concept. I mean, you're going to come in contact with somebody who doesn't fit the binary system. So you might as well freaking teach the kids when they're younger, you know, <laughs> teach like the kids. teach the kids. And then obviously race, you're going to come in contact with people depending on what you are, actually. LOL. But you're probably going to come into no, contact. No, not even that. Like on the news, like you see, like you're not, no one's ignorant of the fact that there are other races, even if yeah. they never kind of contact. But they can yeah. be ignorant to how those people are actually, you know, how they actually are. Yeah. Because, you know, media, taught. stigma. Mm. That is a that's a disservice to not only POCs but also white white kids because now they're stuck in their ignorance or at least they don't even know that they are ignorant. They're just like that part. They're just they they just take exactly what they're told and apply it to life, which is not how it's it's not that's not how it's gonna work in the U.S. It's just you can't do that and think you're gonna be okay in life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anyway, okay, well. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> um, let us know if you have any thoughts about the education system or any stories. Like, I guess it was my teacher that was being trifling this time. Ambry, I took I took your oh, role. Wow. Yay. Oh, wow. Trifling okay. teachers. Um, yeah, let us know in the comments. You can leave us a comment at getintoit underscore podcast on Instagram, or you can leave us a message on our anchor. Thanks for listening. Yeah. I'm Jordan Rice. I'm Ambry. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.